0: Welcome to Wood Talk Online Radio, for woodworkers, by woodworkers. Now here are three guys that are actually under the illusion that woodworking is cool. Mark, Matt, and Shannon.
1: Welcome to Wood Talk Online, number 87, for July 17th, 2011. And on today's show, I'm doing this thing solo. No Matt, no Shannon. Uh, This is the time of year where traditionally we usually go on break before we even realize we're on break and uh, we have to sort of play catch up and put an announcement out there to let everybody know not to expect a show for a month or so. Uh, Basically, it's a summer break. Woodworking really slows down Uh, during the summer. Everybody's doing family stuff and sometimes it's just too hot to get back into that shop. So we uh, go right along with that on Wood Talk Online and take a little bit of a breather and come back uh, you know, strong, ready for some great woodworking talk in the fall. So this actually is going to have a little bit of content to it. The problem was we had some trouble organizing our schedules between the three of us so I wanted to at least put something together so you, you folks understand what's going on. So I'm actually heading out of town tomorrow to go to AWFS in Vegas. That's one of the big tool shows that happens every year. The other one is IWF in Atlanta and it is a giant tool show. Uh, not that there are giant uh, tools running around the show floor. There are some of those, but uh, basically, it's about uh, large-scale equipment and things like that. So, you know, even though some of the the players were familiar with your Powermatic's, Jet, Grizzly, uh, Bosch, those companies are certainly all represented there. The show is really intended for pros. Um, so it's it's you know these days these types of shows. I don't know what the future is with these things because. It keeps getting smaller every year, you know, and we could blame it on the economy, but I think the reality is this is just the way things are going uh, with the internet. You know, most companies are waiting to reveal their products at these big shows when they could have a more effective product launch online. You know so so I'm always interested in watching how these shows evolve over time. Uh, but the problem is that means there's just less in terms of interesting stuff going on for folks like us. But the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is the Freshwood Competition. This is something they have at AWFS every year and it's a big national competition for woodworking projects for students all over the U.S. It, it There's just some amazing stuff there and I have actually in the past done videos of the, the work that's been there and just kind of looped it together with some music just to show you some of the amazing projects that these uh, essentially these kids, young adults, are are building, really amazing stuff. So this year is going to be pretty cool because I should have a little bit more access when no one else is around. So I should be able to get some really good footage uh, because I have the honor of being one of the judges of the competition this year, and that's really the primary reason that, uh, that I'm going in the first place. So, really exciting stuff. That's what I'll be doing this week, and that's also part of the reason why we're having trouble getting our schedules together, uh, because everybody's bouncing all over the place. It's summertime, and this is just how things go. So, we did receive a voicemail, and it was about uh, labeling our tools or or marking our tools so that we can identify them so that if they ever get stolen or something like that. But uh, let's listen to the voicemail, and I do actually have some recordings from the guys that answer that question.
0: Hi, guys. This is Tom from Los Angeles. I wanted to
2: know your thoughts regarding marking your tools. From a decorative mark containing your initials to your name, address, and driver's license number stamped onto the side of your plane or table saw, the purpose of marking could range from keeping your chisels separate from others at a woodworking class to catching the guy who made off with your entire shop while you were at Woodworking in America. Should be identifying Mark be obvious or hidden to prevent it from being removed? Is keeping a record of the serial numbers on the tools that have them sufficient? I have no problem hammering my info into the casting of my joiner with steel stamps, but I'm hesitant to potentially disfigure my dovetail saw. I would love to hear your thoughts, and thanks for the show.
1: Now generally speaking, I don't label my tools permanently. Uh, I guess, I don't know, something about that doesn't sit well with me, although I can certainly see the reason to do it. What I usually do is I grab a Sharpie and I put my initials on it. And typically that solves the problem of, you know, you're taking a class and there's a lot of tools floating around. It's uh, very difficult to keep track of your stuff sometimes and you don't want it to go home in someone else's bag. So anything that I see that's, uh, you know, not really unique, you know, that I can't really tell apart from someone else's, I'm going to put my initials on it with a Sharpie. And this way, you know, if it's a tool that I wind up selling in the future, I haven't done anything to damage the the resale value. Now, you know, if you have a Lee Nielsen saw or something and you etch your initials in there, does that really stop it from being, you know, sold at full value later on? I don't know, it might, but I don't really want to take the chance of that. So. Um, I I am really not very good at labeling my my stationary tools or anything like that. I might be a little bit naive. Maybe I should be doing that, but but generally speaking, I don't. So let's hear what Matt and Shannon had to say.
2: So in response to the idea of marking your tools, I've never really had to be concerned about it because up until recently, I never had tools of a quality that I was concerned people were going to steal. To be quite honest with you, I was kind of hoping they would steal the tools so I had to have an excuse to go out and buy newer and better ones. But since I am starting to accumulate a few that I would like to hold on to myself, the thought of marking them in some way so that I can identify them if, say, somebody did snag them, it's occasionally crossed my mind. But to be quite honest with you, I've never been in a situation that I've been that concerned about it. Now, point in fact, I've only attended a couple of classes where I did take a number of tools with me, where those tools were laid out on a workbench, and where it would be possible for somebody to do it, but I think all of us are pretty aware of the fact that the vast majority of woodworkers, they're pretty honest, and let's get serious. If you did see a few of the woodworkers out there grabbing your tools, if they're anything like me, they can't run very fast, so you have probably have a better chance of overtaking them and getting that tool back, potentially bashing them with it. So. I'm not that overly concerned, again, about putting a mark on it. But if I were, the thing I'm thinking is, what would you mark it with? Would you use your initials? Again, in my situation, MV, MSV, these are probably pretty common initials. I imagine there's quite a few other people out there that could be a Matt, a Mark, a a Mike, whatever, maybe a Mary Beth and they could have the same similar initials so it would have to be something unique maybe like a heart with an arrow through it that might be a nice one and potentially could thwart people from wanting to have it because who wants to be the guy with the the tools on their workbench with a nice heart with an arrow through it that might draw some other kind of
0: attention towards you marking my tools is something that i have actually thought about before I can think of a couple times when I've been to classes and, you know, a guy in the class has the same dovetail saw as you or the same mallet as you. And it's just natural because we all tend to buy from the same manufacturers. And I've been not so much paranoid that someone would take my saw but that I would end up with someone else's saw. And it may sound stupid and illogical because if it's the same Lee Nielsen dovetail saw, it's the same Lee Nielsen dovetail saw. But how do I know that that guy has taken the same care of my, uh, as, that I've taken with mine, or for that matter, that it's as sharp as mine? So as far as my like premium tools, like my Lee Nielsens and Veritases, I don't have them marked. And I'm not sure how I would mark. You know, Like you, I'm hesitant to like put a stamp onto an already beautiful tool. But for the things that I've made myself, um, I've absolutely put a mark on them. I've got a little branding iron that'll put a mark. One of my old mallets, I've actually just used a permanent marker on the head just to put my initials. Um, I've never really put it in any place hidden. Um, I guess I'm just not paranoid enough to think that somebody's going to try to file it off. And for that matter, my tools don't leave my shop very much. I think if I were on the show circuit and doing a lot of that, I might need to think about that. In fact, maybe I should think about that because Woodworking America is coming up and I'm going to need to take some tools to that for my booth. Thanks for bringing this up. Now I need to go figure out what I'm going to do.
1: Now even though summer's already in full swing, I thought it would be kind of fun to talk a little bit about what we're planning on doing while we're uh, taking some time off from Wood Talk. And I'll go first. Uh, Basically, uh, as many of you know, Nicole is pregnant, so we're dealing with that frankly that's uh, that's taking a lot of our time and uh, mental energy just because she is not having the best experience of it and you know all that uh, sicky stuff that's supposed to happen in the first trimester and then end well it didn't end and it doesn't look like it's going to so this is uh, not a great time for Miss Nicole unfortunately. So that's one of the things and of course woodworking wise I will be finishing up the Adirondack chair for the guild which is what we're doing right now. I'm gonna move into making a changing table slash dresser which will be for our future baby and I really want something that's not a temporary piece of furniture so this is something that will once it's no longer used for a changing table will certainly work quite well for years to come as a dresser and then after that I would like to start on the crib because really that's sort of the ultimate project for a woodworker to make for his own, his or her own child. So really, really looking forward to that. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this is going to come up sometime in the fall, we are doing a charity build. And this is something I'm really excited about. We're going to tie it into Woodworkers Fighting Cancer, kind of like we did with last year's build. And this one is really meant to be something very, very simple. Uh, We're going to find a pretty straightforward project that can be built in a couple of weekends, and in fact, what I want to do is broadcast this build live, where pretty much all of the build is happening right there in front of you uh, every Saturday, every weekend until this project is done. And I'm anticipating maybe three to four of those sessions. And we'll record them and put them out later so that everybody who doesn't make it can still see them and follow along. We're going to partner up with one of the magazines to distribute a pre existing plan. That's going to make the whole thing a lot easier for me. Uh, and this way, the plan will be distributed for free at least you know temporarily until the project is done that it'll go back into their store for pay so this is something you, you guys will get for free if you want to play along and at this point you know everything is still being you know planned it was a f- pretty fresh idea and I don't have everything ironed out I don't even have the time frame ironed out at this point but if you want to stay uh, up on the latest and get a newsletter basically anytime we have an update you can go to the Wood Whisperer site and right now the latest post there is talking about it. I'll uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, I don't want to have to say it here because it's a long link. Uh, But you can sign up for this separate newsletter. This is not like a regular newsletter. It's not used for anything but this particular charity build. So if you want to keep up on the latest to know when the dates are and when this thing is happening, that is how you can do it. And essentially, it's going to be one of those deals where if you build it and you send me a picture and I could see the finished product, then we will donate a certain amount of money per finished project to live strong. And that's the whole woodwork-y, woodworkers fighting cancer thing. So uh, pretty excited about that. And if you happen to work for a company or you are uh, a woodworking, you own a woodworking company and you're interested in sponsoring this event, we are looking for folks to match the donation that we make. So uh, again, more details on that in the future, but get in touch with me if you are interested. So that is my summer going into fall plans. Let's hear what the guys have planned. It seems kind
0: of funny to be talking about what my summer plans are seeing as it's already in the middle of July, but so far I have been doing a lot of technical stuff, <laughs> a lot of website redesign for both the Renaissance Woodworker site and the Hand Tool School in the process of actually moving the hand tool school off the subdomain onto its own domain and doing all kinds of different things and changing how the membership works and all that in the shop i've been working on semester two of the hand tool school i've got first two lessons out and i'm actually wrapping up the third lesson right now and getting ready for a, a small limbert side table that we're going to be building at the same time i'm halfway through building a new patio table for my backyard and a couple of benches for it. And I'm actually making that entirely out of reclaimed Sapili and utile from the McElvain yard, more as a as an example of what can be done with that reclaimed stuff. I'll actually be blogging about that entirely over on my work blog at com. And other than that, you know, I've got not much in the way of trips planned because my sister-in-law is getting married in the second week of August up in Maine. So I'm going to be traveling up to Maine, and yes, after the wedding, I will be making my uh, annual, not annual, but my, my, my journey to the Lee Nielsen Toolworks factory. It just so happens that Christopher Schwartz is actually teaching a class up there the same week in my sister-in-law is getting married. Hmm, wonder if she'll understand if I sneak away to attend that class.
2: With the hot summer months upon us, you know, we always end up finding ourselves trying to balance spending plenty of family time, such as I'm doing right now, recording this in the car on what would be about a three, four hour one-way trip. And since we're coming back from driving three or four hours, that makes about eight hours. So I think that's plenty of quality family time. What do you think? No. So anyways though, regardless of what the family thinks, we all know the most important thing is to get in the shop and spend at least a little quality time for ourselves. And that's what I think I'm going to be doing this summer. What I plan on doing is I've got a couple of smaller projects. One for sure is the Ron Hawks smoothing plane kit that I've just recently received. I also have a few cutting boards that I got from Bell Forest and... If I start on them now, I'm thinking somewhere around Christmas 2012, there's a good chance they'll be finished. In fact- Don't
1: forget about the bathroom, installing the toilet and the sink we need desperately.
2: Isn't there a rest area we should be pulling over to pretty soon? I think one is right up there. Let's do that. So back to the more important things at hand, woodworking. The way I look at it, try to find that fine balance between family and woodworking, but always remember, family will come and go, Woodworking will always be your passion.
1: And I did want to mention briefly that on Friday, July 22nd, we are having our Christmas in July sale at the Wood Whisperer store. So everything is going to be discounted pretty significantly. So you want to check that out. It's at shop. .thewoodwhisperer.com and you definitely want to at least go go see even if you already have a, a you know a t-shirt and or a mug or something like that. We've got a lot of new things that we've added to the store recently, some really cool stuff, so you'll definitely want to check that out. Oh, and the book. The book is also going to be on sale uh, during that time. So, go check it out. So the big question is now, when are we coming back? What I'm thinking, at least what my plan is at this point, is the break will take place of course now in August and possibly even uh, September. The reason is because I would love our comeback show and return to our regular programming to start at Woodworking in America. Um, I have been a firm maybe on my attendance this year just because of all the craziness that's going on lately, but I am finding myself pushing more toward yes, I'm going. So what I'm hoping is since Matt, Shannon, and I will all be there, we'll all be in the same place at the same time, we need to take advantage of that opportunity and have a show and actually do a show in person. So that will be most likely our first show back to our regular programming and Woodworking in America is taking place September 30th through October 2nd. So sometime during that weekend time frame we'll put out a show and it will signify the beginning of the new season of the of the Wood Talk Online radio show. So hopefully you'll still be subscribed by then. Don't, uh, you know how uh, iTunes works. If you stop listening to a podcast that tends to unsubscribe you over time so make sure you stay subscribed if you're using iTunes because we're not going anywhere and I probably should mention that I think even though we're we're doing this break from We'll Talk Online Radio, my board meeting show as well as possibly the review show will probably still go on. I have to talk to Matt about the review show but I think we'll still be putting those out so you'll have a few of those between now and then to kind of hold you over a little bit. So have a great summer, stay safe, make lots of hot dogs and burgers and then eat them.
0: Hey, this is Ben in Tennessee calling for the Wood
1: Talk Online, guys. Just want to let you know, uh, in case anyone is wondering, uh, the time that it takes to go through and listen to all of your episodes is almost as much time as it takes to paint a house, and s- scrape and paint a house in Tennessee in 97-degree heat. Uh, over the course of two weeks, listen to every episode, and I'm painting the front door and you're one episode
0: short. So... Oh, well, nice try. But thanks, guys. Awesome, awesome content. Can't thank you enough for all the knowledge you're handing on. Uh, I appreciate
1: it. Thanks.
0: Wood Talk Online is a community-supported show, and you can help out for as little as $2 a month. Donations aren't required, but they are appreciated. If you'd like to help out, head to woodtalkonline.com and click one of the donation buttons in the right column. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support.